The following podcast is produced and syndicated by Influencer Podcast Network. Become a podcast star. Go to InfluencerPodcastNetwork.com. Because dating isn't always great. I'm Amy Helt, and this is the Dating Disasters Podcast. Welcome back to the Dating Disasters Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Helt. Back again to talk about some hilarious, less than perfect dates. You might notice that in the podcast, I use a lot of my own experience, which I kind of laugh about because (laughs) I have a lot, enough for an entire podcast probably with no guests ever. But I enjoy just kind of chuckling about the experiences that have happened to me, and I think they can help other people. I'm reminded of it when I'm talking to other people about it when we're not recording. And last night was one of those nights where I was talking to my boyfriend about the podcast, actually. And he was bringing up all these dating disasters that I've had that I've shared with him over time and wondering if I included this person in that episode or this one in that episode. And I laughed at first, But then it got kind of annoying because I was like, all right, dude, relax. You know, I lived it. I don't need to revisit it. But it actually reminded me of a few funny things um, with relationships and dating that have happened to me that, you know, I haven't really brought up. I mean, for instance, there's an entire part of town that I can't even go into. I've called it the red zone for years because a bunch of guys that I dated just happened to live in the same area. So I avoid it even to this day like the plague, and I have no idea if any of them still live there or if I would ever run into any of them. I have before, and if you run into somebody that you kind of dated and the date was crappy or the relationship was shit, it can be weird. You know, you want to feel that you have a certain amount of anonymity where you live, that you can feel free to go out to Target in your tracksuit with no eyebrows on if you want to. But you kind of always have to be on guard because what if you run into your ex? What if you run into them and you look like garbage and they look fantastic? That's like a nightmare. I mean, the goal is kind of to make them regret not going out with you longer, right? So you want to look great. You want them to walk away thinking, hmm, that's the one that got away. You can't really do that when you live in a place that's so highly concentrated with people that you've been on dates with. Even if the dates were just okay, but they didn't lead to anything else. And I think about in particular, there are two that really come to mind. Uh, Actually, three because this red zone also incorporates the subject of my Mommy Issues uh, podcast. So if you have not heard that earlier episode, go back and check it out. That was actually a, a legitimate relationship that completely went into the toilet in a really big way. And uh, that's also in the red zone. So clearly that geographic area in my town is not suitable for me. 
But there was another guy that I had met online. And you'll notice a pattern too with me. I talk about it often. I love online dating. I think it's a great way to really meet people, to meet a lot of people quickly, and to expose yourself to the kind of people that you're looking for. I think it does a better job than anything else you could do because you can do it from home. You can do it from work. You don't have to be all dressed up, out, being social. You, and you can really make some really great connections. I built a whole program around helping people meet the kind of person they're looking for online. And you can check it out at onlinedatingresults.com. You can actually get my seven best online dating tips. So after you listen to the podcast, head over there, download those tips for free, and then invest in the program so you can really get the most out of online dating. Something I talk about in online dating is casting a wide net and then thinning the herd. So you might look at this and say, wow, you know, she has a podcast called Dating Disasters and she has a lot of these weird things happening from online dating. Yeah, I sure do because it's a numbers game. Statistically, you're going to have more weird stuff than people you're looking for. And that's okay. So if that was a deterrent for you, don't let it be. It's, it's totally normal. You just need to know how to handle it. And I handled it by creating a podcast. So maybe you could do that too. But um, back to this lovely gentleman who, I mean, he really was um, a really nice guy, had a lot of really positive qualities. I met him online and I had a particular way of searching so the people that would come up in my initial net casting had attributes that I really felt were not negotiable. And in my case, it happened to be two main things to start, which was height, because I'm taller, and income, because I, for myself, did not ever want the pressure of being the breadwinner. I wanted the luxury of being able to pursue what I wanted to pursue. And I had been doing fine by myself, so I didn't want to take on a financial burden. So this guy came up, um, and he was CFO of some company. I don't know. I want to say it was maybe a finance company. But to be honest, I don't remember. But he had a, re a really good job. Um, had been married before, which was totally fine with me. But just seemed to have a really good... Uh, perspective was looking for a, a relationship. So it's important when you're dating to remember that dating is a verb. You should be dating more than one person at a time because you're trying to find the one that you want to make a commitment to. And you want to be careful because there are some people who are just always dating and that's okay, but you want to know what you're dealing with. In my case, I was looking for someone who was looking for a relationship. So maybe wasn't going to put all of their eggs in my basket right away, but somebody that ultimately did want that. And from this guy's profile, I totally kind of got that vibe. We talked on the phone and we scheduled a date. So our very first date comes along. And we're going to a restaurant in a downtown area of a city next door to where I live. 
and it's summertime and I happen to live in Las Vegas. So it's super hot here. Anybody who's been here. Yeah, it's a dry heat, but I got to tell you, you still sweat and you still don't want to be wearing a jacket in the summertime. So our style is a lot more casual when you're just going out to grab a bite to eat. And being that it was a first date, you obviously want to make a really nice first impression. And, you know, I, I dressed up, but I was wearing just my flip-flops. I just had, I remember the outfit because it was one of my favorites. Red top, leopard skirt, it was perfect. And it looked good and it made me feel good. And I just threw on my flip-flops because we were going to be walking around a good bit and it was really hot outside. So that kind of, you know, sets the tone for the date. We're not looking for a suit. We're not going, we're going to a nice restaurant, but it's not one of those super formal dress coaty uptight ones. And I show up at the shopping area because it's a first date. So I drive myself um, and meet in a public place. Of course, we talked about that before too. You have to be careful. And my date walks up to me and I could identify him right away. He was exactly as his pictures showed. And we're talking for a minute and he's just in jeans and a t-shirt and flip-flops himself, which is totally appropriate for where we're going, the time of year, etc. And uh, as I'm talking to him, his t-shirt catches my eye because it has a little picture in the middle of it. So like right between his boobs, I guess. And it's, it's a cartoon. So I'm like, okay, wait, what, what, what's, who's wearing a cartoon top on a date was my first thought. And remember, it's a first date. So I, there's not a lot of information here. This is how I'm gathering information about this person. And I found it really, honestly, really distracting because I was trying to figure out what it was. And as I'm looking at it and he's talking to me and I'm trying not to stare at his chest because I don't want somebody staring at mine, but the cartoon draws you there. Uh, it's a dancing cat. It's a cartoon dancing cat. And I'm like, huh, hold on. What are, who, what? I found it really confusing. Now, I love animals. Animals are very important to me. We have animals. We do a lot of fundraising. It's a really big part of my life. And something really important to me was finding someone who likes animals as much as I do. So I can certainly appreciate a cat t-shirt, I guess. I mean, I have some, but I don't wear them on first dates. So now I've got this guy who, you know, a good conversationalist on the phone, has a lot of qualities I'm looking for, you know, planned the date pretty quickly so there wasn't a lot of just back and forth on email, et cetera, which is a bad sign. I hate that. But he's wearing a freaking cartoon cat shirt on a Friday night on a first date. So again, I know I'm casual. I've got my flip-flops on, but I am not wearing, you know, my, my tracksuit. I'm dressed for this date. So that confused me a little bit because right away I thought that something's not right here. Why are we a man with cartoon shirts? I mean, again, it brought up so many additional questions that... I shouldn't have to worry about on a first date. So, okay, you know, it, we're here. He's lovely. We go to dinner. We have a really nice dinner. But sitting in the restaurant, I had a really hard time hearing him. And I don't know if the podcast recording picks this up, but I tend to be a little bit louder than 
I mean, I'm not quiet. And I don't know why that is. I don't know if maybe, you know, I don't hear 100% or what, but I am a little bit louder. And I get confused kind of when people speak super quietly when it's not required. So you're not at a funeral, you're not at church, you're not with a sleeping baby, stuff like that. I expect people to kind of talk at a normal tone. And on this night, because it was Friday, Cartoon Shirt and I were at a table and the restaurant was crowded. And it was really difficult for me to hear him. Most of the date, I found myself leaning in and saying, what? And if I wasn't doing that, I was just like, uh-huh, yeah, right, I totally agree. I was just throwing stuff out there, trying to judge by his reaction if the response was appropriate. Because after asking somebody to repeat themselves, you know, five times, it's, this is just what we're working with. This is it. So I have to make, make something of it. So, you know, we have a, a lovely dinner. He picks up the check, as I would expect. I keep staring at the cartoon shirt. I just cannot get past the stinking dancing cat. So the date ends. He walks me back to my car. We make plans for a second date. So to me, the cartoon shirt was kind of, it was weird, but it wasn't necessarily a deal breaker. I wanted to gather some more info about this guy. And I had a good bit of information already. The dinner was great. There wasn't a lot of talking, and I honestly just kind of chalked it up to the fact that it was a restaurant that was crowded. So, okay, I mean, that happens. You know, maybe he doesn't, he's not as loud as I am, and, and loud environments are not really the best place for a first date. So, we make plans to go out again. And he would like to go at 5 o'clock p.m., on like it was a weeknight so it was maybe this was a weekend so it might have been a Monday or a Tuesday it was pretty quick after our first date but uh five o'clock he'd like to pick me up at my house and we are going to go to Red Lobster so hold on guys he is pulling out all the stops now now we've got cartoon shirt on the first date and just whining and dining me at Red Lobster at five o'clock on a Tuesday for date number two. So anyone who works, <laughs> I was an outside rep at the time, so I was fortunate to be able to create my own schedule. But for most people who don't have that option, unless you go into work at six in the morning, which is what he did, he started his day early, he finished early, he would go to the gym, so by five o'clock, he's showered and ready to go out for the night because also his night ends a lot earlier when you have to wake up at 4.30 or five o'clock in the morning. But for normal people on a regular schedule, you don't get home sometimes. You're leaving work at between five and six o'clock. Forget thinking about being able to go on a date. And it was summertime here, so it was warmer and I don't want to be out all day calling on my clients in the heat, sweating, getting dusty, being exhausted just by the heat and having to go in and out of hospitals and offices and then go right to a date. You know, I still want to make a good impression and I still want to feel good. I don't want to be, you know, heat exhaustion while I'm trying to eat dinner with somebody that I'm really trying to get to know. So I thought that was weird. That was, I mean, 
cartoon shirt was a red flag, this is a red flag too. I had to end my clients early, which again, you know, that wasn't unusual for me. I really enjoy a autonomous work environment where I just kind of do my own thing. It's why I'm in business for myself now. So it wasn't that I had to rearrange stuff, but I thought it was weird. Um, and he picks me up and, you know, I'm dressed for dinner, even though I know it's Red Lobster. And off we go. So the whole time as we're talking, and, you know, I like him. I think he's a, a really, he seems to be a good human. He's interesting now that I can communicate with him effectively because it's not noisy. You know, a gentleman opening my door for me, he had been making the plans, he had picked up the check for dinner, very respectful, which is a really important quality too. So, you know, I really want to give him a chance and I'm like, okay, well, you know, Red Lobster, ugh. you know, I, I don't eat meat. I barely eat fish at that point. And I don't even, the last time I was to a Red Lobster was probably like with my grandparents where I grew up because it's one of two restaurants we have there. Like it's, it's a long time, but I'm trying to really just enjoy the company. I'm also figuring this is pretty early. So we're probably going to wrap up by like 7.30. So if I still want to go eat something, I have, I have my whole night to do my other stuff and, and do whatever I want to do. And we get to Red Lobster, which we have to drive like 25 minutes to because there isn't one near my house. And we, do, we get our table. I don't know if there was a wait or not. I can't remember. I don't think so at 5 o'clock. But it is that kind of restaurant where you get that kind of early crowd. And we sit down and I'm looking over the menu and I'm thinking to myself, you know, what am I going to order? Because I don't eat dairy. I don't really eat fish. I eat it once in a while, but you know, I don't eat meat. So, and most of the stuff on the menu, I can't eat. So as I'm doing that, I'm, I'm engrossed in my menu because I'm a little bit hungry too, even though it's early. And he's just looking at me and you know, you can feel someone kind of looking at you, which is kind of weird. So I look up from my menu and he looks like he wants to say something. So I look up from my menu as kind of the cue that like, okay, yeah, I'm, you have my attention. And he said, so, you know, I'm just kind of wondering where this is going. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? I mean, we're going to order next and that's, we're at a restaurant. Like I was completely confused and he has his menu down. So I've got his full attention and he's like, no, you know, this, this relationship, <laughs> I want to know where it's going. And I mean, if I could have dissolved into just the seat of the booth, I would have. Because first, conversations like that are, can be scary. They're important to have when you've been dating somebody for a long time to make sure you're on the same page. But um, they're very uncomfortable when first you don't expect them and you're only on a second date. So... We had just been out Friday. It's Tuesday. You wore a cat shirt on Friday and we're at Red Lobster Tuesday. So I'm feeling like this probably isn't going anywhere. But how do you say that to somebody? You know, a big thing when you're dating is always to be respectful of the other person.
And as I hope you've seen a pattern in when I talk about my own disasters or things that have happened to other people, there's, there should be a pattern of respect. I don't have to like the person. I don't have to know them for a long time. You know, I don't have to enjoy their company or think it's a good idea to keep seeing them. But my job as a person is really to be respectful of them and their feelings and their position. That doesn't mean I change how I feel. That means that in a moment like this, when Cat Shirt CFO is asking me where this relationship is going at 5.35 p.m. on a Tuesday at Red Fucking Lobster, that I don't just say, are you crazy? Do you think this is going anywhere? That I really choose my words carefully. Dating teaches you a lot. It teaches you a lot about patience and perspective. And I have to be honest, when he asked me that, First, he was still, it was still difficult to hear him. So what I had thought was a feature or a side effect, I should say, of a noisy restaurant was really him. He was a low talker. If you've seen the Seinfeld episodes, you know what I'm talking about. He was just quiet, which is okay, but I don't want to spend all my time asking you what you said or pretending like I heard you and when I really didn't. So even as he's saying this, I'm completely confused because my biggest concern right now is what am I going to order? Like, this is my dinner. What am I going to eat? And I get blindsided with the relationship question, which is appropriate after like, I don't know, date number seven or eight, maybe. And at the time, I was dating several other people because I am a huge proponent of dating being a verb. I was out there going out with people to get to know them, to decide if I wanted to pursue something exclusive with them or not, and to give them the chance to know me. You know, it's not a one-way a one -way street. It's definitely two-way. So apparently, I'm so fantastic that Cat Shirt CFO decided that I'm, you know, here we go. Like, I'm going to be his focus which I guess is a compliment, right? I mean, the guy was, a, you know, a good person and, and successful, et cetera. So, but what a way to put a damper on any possibility of anything going anywhere. And now not only do I have to figure out what I'm going to eat on the stinking menu, but I have to delicately address the situation that he just brought up. And remember, he was my ride to the restaurant. I mean, I'm going to have to take an Uber or a Lyft home 25 minutes if this thing goes south because he's my ride. So, I mean, what do I do? And, you know, I was completely stunned because I didn't expect that to be the conversation at all. It had never been a conversation on a, a second date ever. And it was a little bit confusing so I had to just look at him for a minute and smile as I'm playing in my head how I need to approach this and put my menu down and say, well, you know, we're still early in this. This is really only a second date. And I think it's really important to spend 
a good bit of time with people that you're interested in so you can get to know them because relationships are really challenging. Dating is, should be fun and interesting. That doesn't mean every date is great, but they should be fun. They shouldn't be a ton of work and a ton of difficulty. And trying to communicate, you know, that this may be, we're not there yet to this cat shirt CFO, uh, was really difficult. I mean, I must have done an okay job because he seemed to like smile and accept my explanation that, you know, these things take time and, you know, we're only on a second date and, you know, it's important to, you know, get to know the person before you start thinking about even where a relationship can go. I mean, I didn't want to say I have eight other guys that I go out with and you're, you know, you're number nine. That's not appropriate and that doesn't make somebody feel good, but that was really my reality. And his reality was really looking for a partner you know, maybe it was because he was divorced. He had been divorced, not a super long time, but it wasn't super fresh. I think they shared custody of their cat or something, um, something like that where he would see his ex-wife. So I wonder if that didn't bring up part of his need to move on because he shared that she had. And I think sometimes as people, when our, our former partner moves on, it kind of lights a fire under us to get going. I don't think that's the best idea because I think that leads to some crappy decision making because we're not deciding from a space of like truth. We're deciding from a space of what it looks like and we don't want to be alone. So I don't know, maybe that was it. Maybe that was why he brought it up. But again, I guess I handled it okay because the date went on. I don't remember what I ordered, but I'm sure I ate a bunch of those stupid rolls that they serve. Uh, <laughs> and I don't really, you know, you shouldn't eat a ton of rolls. Let's just say that. That many carbs are not good for you like that. But, um, and I remember he dropped me off at home and now it's like, you know, 7.30. It's barely starting to get dark because of course he has an early day tomorrow. And to be honest, I'm happy to be dropped off early. I'm happy to have the rest of my night to do what I want to do. I felt like I put in my time here and... I had gotten enough information and we probably were not on the same page. So he walks me up my stairs and I don't invite him in because, you know, why would I? I'm like, oh, you know, you have an early morning tomorrow and I have a lot of work to finish. And I didn't, but you want to be polite. And uh, he invited me out for a third date. And I thought, oh, shit. You know, again, it's only the second date. I think he could be a really great catch, but we don't really seem to be on the same page for where I was in my life in that moment. And I, you know, ugh. and I just honestly, I did not want to deal with it right then. So I don't remember what his suggestion was for the third date, but I remember that my excuse or my kind of put off was, you know, I have a really busy week with my schedule. I have a lot of going on. I have a lot going on. I have a lot of meetings, a lot of cases to be in. And, you know, I don't know what my schedule is going to be like. So instead of picking a day, you know, let's just, I'll text you tomorrow when I know more. And, you know, he gave me a tiny little kiss 
on the cheek and, you know, went on his way. So it ended up probably a day or two later, I did text him and tell him that, you know, I really, I thought about it and I really just felt that we weren't very much on the same page, that he was looking for something to be serious a lot more quickly than I was, and that, you know, we weren't in the same space. And of course, there were no hard feelings because when you handle something or someone, when you respect them, you can have a difference of where you're going or what you want, and you can put it out there. And yeah, I mean, I think, again, text is kind of cowardly. To me, it got the job done. Um, it was sometimes easier for me to handle things in that way because I don't like to hurt people's feelings. And I don't like my feelings being hurt. And when it's dating and you have to tell somebody, because you do have to tell them, you should never just ghost somebody. People do that a lot. It just happened to one of my girlfriends two days ago. It's not okay. You know, if you don't want to call up somebody or say to their face, like I didn't want to, on that date with cartoon shirt CFO at Red Lobster, I did not want to say, it's not going to go anywhere now because we shouldn't even be talking about this on the second date. And plus, you're too quiet. I can't hear you. I would never say that to somebody because that doesn't help anything. But telling someone you don't think you're on the same page in a way that you're okay with is appropriate. Just don't leave people hanging. Nobody likes it when it's done to them. So don't be the person that does it to somebody else. There are ways to be respectful and polite and still, you know, kind of protect yourself and not make you feel super awkward. But, you know, there were no hard feelings and he just kind of moved on to whatever he was doing and I moved on to continuing to date the people I was dating and, and take it from there. And one of those other people happened to be another guy who lived in that red zone. So you think you might have like one or two that might live near each other. I mean, Las Vegas is a, it's, it's a pretty big city, but it's not that big if you've lived here for a long time. And uh, no, I had a high concentration in that one area. And incidentally, there's also a Catholic church on the other side of town that I cannot set foot in because a lot of the men that I dated seemed to go there, which I found interesting because I didn't really, I mean, I didn't think church was a thing. I don't know. I was raised going to church, but as an adult, I don't. So, um, so I have, I guess, two, two red zones. But I had been, it was only a first date because it was not going to get any farther than a first date with this gentleman who I call the professor. And we met at a, a sandwich place, Panera Bread, if you guys have it. I don't know if it's a, it's an East Coast thing too, I think. I've been to some on the East Coast. You know, it's a great place to just grab like something light to eat. Um, generally, it's pretty quiet in the afternoon after the lunch rush. So it's a nice place to meet somebody too. So the professor had and I had made plans just to meet at Panera um, just for coffee, something, you know, coffee and lunch, something simple, something very basic, something that I usually don't do because I really like to have the time to get to know somebody. And I think when it's just coffee or lunch, that's an easy out to not really spend the time. And it's an easy out for the guy to not make the investment because I am old school. I do think the guy should pick up the check. I still think that when I'm out with Sean and I've been in a relationship with him, we live together. Um, money is communal, but I still have this thing about taking out my own debit card. 
I even feel weird if I have his debit card in my purse and I take it out and he's standing there. You know, there's just something, uh, it's my thing. Everybody has their own thing. So this day was unusual because it was just going to be like coffee, maybe lunch. And I don't remember if I, if I was in between stuff, I didn't have a lot of time or what it was. But I show up for the date and the professor is sitting at an outside table and he's reading a book, an actual hardback, hardcover book. And I'm like, hmm, I see it as I'm walking up and I'm like, uh-oh, because this, we may not connect here. So, and it, my reason for not connecting was, as I mentioned to one of my friends after, I said, you know, it wouldn't, it, it's, he reads and my friend laughed at me and he said, but Amy, you read. I was like, yeah, but magazines, <laughs> like he's reading a legit novel as, you know, you're waiting for a date. So, uh, you know, I, I made an initial assessment of his level of seriousness just in his personality. And uh, I, I went up and, you know, he greeted me. I sat down, we were talking and I said, oh, what are you reading? And he said what it was. And I said, oh, let me see. And he handed it to me. And I kind of looked at it. I I just looked at it and I'm like, interesting. And I handed it back. When I was recounting this date to my friend who laughed at me and he said, well, what was he reading? I said, I don't fucking know. He said, but you asked to look at the book. I said, yeah, I don't, for all I know, it could have been upside down. I just kind of glanced at it and acted interested. I didn't really even care. I was trying to be like, it was good date behavior. Like, I don't care. So I hand him the book back. And, and we start talking and he is pretty serious, a pretty heavy personality, pretty serious, really smart, which is cool. Um, a little bit funny in the way that a very serious, very dry person is funny. And I mean, smart humor always is, is great because it, I like when you get to think and it's clever. I like sharp. I like clever. I like witty. But I also do like somebody a little less intense, a little more relaxed, somebody who can be serious when they need to be, but can just kind of let their hair down when they aren't or when they don't have to be. And it didn't seem to be the case with this guy. So just in the time of talking to him, I discovered, you know, again, very established, really good at what he does, um, sort of in business for himself, which was cool, but he didn't even have a television and I don't think you should be home watching TV all day, right? I think you should probably minimize the amount of time you spend in front of the TV. But you don't even have one. What's going on here? I mean, I remember when I've had, you know, cable and internet outages and it's kind of like, uh-oh. Like, I, I guess I go outside. I mean, <laughs> you know, but it, it just kind of made me start thinking about now I've got the book and I've got there's no TV and he's really intense. So, I mean, that date was not going to go any further than a first date. But he earned his nickname, The Professor, because of reading the novel when I walked up and then me actually looking at it, feigning interest. Because the whole setup was just, it, it, to this day, it kind of makes me laugh because that isn't the vibe of somebody that I would really mesh with. And that's why you have dates. That's why most of your dates are only going to be first dates because you see things like that and you realize, yeah, we're just not compatible. 
and you want somebody that you have stuff to talk about with. You know, some people want someone who is mindless all the time. Some people want someone who's intelligent all the time. I was looking for kind of a hybrid. I appreciate intelligence, but, you know, we need to be able to talk about the Vanity Fair articles too. You know, we need to be up to speed on those. Particularly now, their investigative journalism is amazing, by the way. But we need to have that balance. And the professor, for me, just was not going to have that balance. And we did attempt to make, um, there was a, a, an attempt at additional plans, but there was also that response that, you know what, I really don't think we're on the same page because to me, we weren't. And that's okay. But it also made me laugh because this date was like right across the street from the neighborhood of the cartoon cat shirt. So now I'm like, oh shit, now these two guys and this guy lives near here. So eventually I'm not going to be able to come to this part of town anymore. And it actually did expand from there. Uh, a guy I had an on and off relationship with, I call him Frenchie. All the guys I've dated have nicknames, by the way, to help me identify them easily. Because when you're dating more than one person at once, some people have the same name. So you have to be able to differentiate when you're talking to your girlfriends or telling your mom who you have the date with. You can't say Mike. You either have to say Dr. Mike or Real Estate Mike. You have to identify. Um, but Frenchie lived in the red zone. Uh, the guy from my Mommy Issues podcast lived in the red zone. And to this day, the girl who highlights my hair operates in the red zone, and I sweat just a little bit every time I have to cruise over there because to me, it's just sort of this, this date trap that I've, I've been able to escape now because I live completely on the other side of town. But things like that just happen in dating. Dating isn't always great. It's a series of experiences and you're supposed to have fun. And statistically speaking, I say it all the time, first dates, they're not gonna become relationships. I mean, look at cartoon cat CFO. In, in spite of his best efforts, it wasn't gonna become a relationship. So if you're planning a couple dates and you're gonna take somebody out, learn something from this, don't wear a cartoon top, don't take them to a freaking, I'm a senior citizen chain restaurant, not to slam seniors, but they definitely have their, their kind of circuit. And don't, don't read a book while you're waiting. Look interested and engaged and be present. So those are just some basic dating tips. Learn from these little hilarious disasters and make sure you get my free seven best online dating tips. They're really going to help you weed out some stuff. They're going to help you enjoy the experience so much more. So when you have those first dates that really don't go like you had hoped or in an ideal fashion, you can get right back out there. It was no accident that I had a, you know, a wide group of people that I was dating at the same time. It really had very little to do with who I am as a person. It had everything to do with how I positioned my online dating memberships. So head on over to onlinedatingresults.com, get your free download, check out the program. And until next time, remember, dating is not always great. So here we are at the Dating Disasters podcast.